Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Connect on blogtalkradio.com. Catch us on the web at umconnect.info. Well, welcome to this episode of Connect. I'm Michael Rich, the Web and Communications Manager for the Western North Carolina Conference. And today our guest is Gannon Sims. And I was introduced to Gannon by Bishop Ken Carter, and I do know he's a Duke Divinity School grad and is currently the Communications Director for Fresh Expressions U.S. He lives in Fredericksburg, Virginia. His wife's a campus minister, and today uh, we're talking with him live uh, in Wilmington, North Carolina. I know that he has an interesting life story, and we're going to discover more about it during this show. So welcome to the show, Gannon. Well, thanks so much, Michael. It's a pleasure to be with you, and I, I'm grateful for the uh, the avenue through Blog Talk Radio to kind of well, proclaim this, this message. It is my pleasure to have you on, and one of these days we're going to meet in person. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's the amazing thing. We live in a world where you know I've got lots of friends that I have never met personally, but uh, you know we spend a lot of time with email and Facebook and phone calls and things. And you know every once in a while I'll see them in a conference. And so um, I hope that this is the case with you as well. That uh, we'll actually uh, run into one another in person. So uh, let's just go into some questions. Tell us about. Uh, your beginnings. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? And tell us a little bit about your church background. Sure. I'm a, a, a product of Texas and uh, Texas Baptist life. I uh, grew up north of Houston, Texas, and uh, was was raised in church, had a, had a really wonderful uh, church experience. Uh, where where uh, you know, some of the political turmoil that have shaken up certain denominations sort of didn't, that was not the orbit that our church was in, fortunately. And uh, so I grew up in a, a strong youth program, strong music program. And uh, like all uh, good children of a Texas Baptist church, I found my way to Baylor University, which I sort of uh, as a seven-year-old, uh, went to a Baylor football game. Uh, they were good back then, and now they're they're good again. But uh, they're so, incredible uh, this year. Yeah. The the Baylor Bear drank a, a Dr Pepper out of a bottle, and I thought, man, uh, I want to <laughs> I want to train that bear one day. And um, so uh, through that, my my parents actually were 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 college uh, Sunday school teachers in our church. So we always had students around uh, our house in my my early years. And so, um, you know, it's, it's funny how the things that you grow up around kind of shape you uh, for life. But uh, I went from the North Houston area to Baylor, and then from Baylor I found my way to Washington, D.C. I um, really sort of felt a call at that point to, uh, uh, you know, the government, politics, to some of that, that excitement. Um, thought as a 22-year-old, let's do something I can't ever do again. So... Packed a couple of bags and bought a one-way ticket, and, and uh, made a made a life uh, as a twenty-something in Washington. Um, uh, immediately jumping into some some work in politics, but always um, finding ways to integrate faith uh, with uh, with with uh, the work that I was doing. So I, I I jumped in and kind of was a youth Sunday school teacher at 
at uh, a one church, the First Baptist Church in Alexandria, Virginia. And uh, but at the, at, somewhere along the way, I, you know, in Washington, uh, Christians are just happy to know one another, and it right. was really fun to be in a church where we had, uh, you know, Bob Clement, who is a Democratic representative from Tennessee, and Jesse Helms, of all people, shared a church pew uh, together uh, at that church. So there, I, I immediately got involved in things that bridged, uh, bridged the political divide um, and got involved in, a, in a, a, a church, a Sunday night church community over at uh, 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 an Episcopal church um, that had a real heart for, for young adults and, and kind of young movers and shakers in D.C. And, and so, you know, early on through that, through that experience, I just started seeing avenues of connection and a relationality between, between various groups. So I went from the Hill to... Hang on. We just lost him, and I'm going to bring him back. The joys of live radio. Okay. Hang on. Alrighty. We are having difficulty on the end. It is nothing that I have done here. There we go. Are we back on? Ganton, are you there? Yes. Yeah, we uh, so, cut off there for a minute or so. Who knows what happened? Some, the miracle somehow, of radio. I, I apologize. I, I, I apologize. Uh, but anyway, in the mid-2000s, there was kind of... There, Two issues that would bring uh, the two parties together, and and those typically were the HIV/AIDS uh, and malaria initiative uh, mm-hmm. in Africa and uh, the anti-human trafficking initiative. So so bringing various groups together uh, for common purpose has been sort of a a constant thread uh, in my life. And uh, and when when my wife and I felt the call to to ministry and to seminary, it was kind of out of that context, and we felt called to creative things, uh, to things that would engage young adults in uh, spiritual formation and healing prayer and uh, a real a love of, of the, his, the the great tradition uh, of the church, and, and so uh, we, we went off to Duke Divinity School, had a fantastic experience there, were had uh, have great mentors and professors there, and we're able to do internships in United Methodist settings, and I've got to be in a Presbyterian setting, an Anglican setting, um, but I was I did it as a Baptist, which is really 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 strange. So uh, by the end of seminary, my one of my professors, Curtis Freeman, said, "Again, you really probably need to do something Baptist for a change," and so we we uh, we we moved off to Dallas. Texas, uh, where where we took a Lilly-funded residency at Wilshire Baptist Church, which was a, a phenomenal experience, and just you know the inherited church and and uh, all of the 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 beauty that's that's there in a in a in a well-established, uh, large and thriving teaching congregation. Uh, and Carrie um, had some some of the same really wonderful experiences doing two years of of CPE of clinical pastoral education as a hospital mm. chaplain. 
Uh, and, and we wrapped all that experience up together, and we, we kind of looked around the religious landscape and began asking questions, you know, where is there a, a family, a, a denominational family, that's that's doing creative things and that's doing pioneering things? And in the hallway of a, of a denominational meeting, a, a, a friend uh, uh, asked me if I'd ever heard about fresh expressions, and, and Carrie and I had spent about a month in England uh, between seminary and moving to Dallas, and we were well kind of versed in, in that whole conversation. And he said, well, there's a there's a uh, tribe in Virginia, the Baptist General Association of Virginia, that is, is willing to be the, the kind of the chief revenue provider and, you know, uh, house for a, a new initiative of fresh expressions in the United States that's close, closely associated with all the work in, in England, but they're going to give it a home, and they're they're doing it with a missional heart uh, towards a new kind of ecumenism in North America. So, um, with a, a, a kind of barely cobbled together arrangement, we we moved to uh, Virginia to begin this work of of uh, uh, seeing a campus ministry as an incubator uh, for fresh expressions of church and new kinds of of ministry and uh, joining this, this U.S. Fresh Expressions team. And, and four years in, uh, I'm starting to see some really wonderful um, alliances and relationships uh, as, we, as we build kind of a cross-denominational national network for Fresh Expressions. Very cool. Now I want to go back um, uh, to the Duke Divinity School thing. And uh, one sure. of the questions I always ask my, uh, my guest is, uh, especially when they were uh, ordained as uh, ministers, that kind of thing. Uh, tell us about your call specifically. How did that happen? How did that come about? Sure. Well, I, I, at 15 years old, I began asking questions about uh, ministry and whether or not I was called to ministry. I was, uh, as I said, active in youth group and leading things and active in scouting, leading things there. And active in music, and and so I was most known in, in church as being a, a person who was, who who sang and who participated in a lot of musical programs, um, and and somewhere along the lines, I but I also kind of saw this need for people of faith in all areas of life, and so I, I started asking questions about vocational ministry, but that led me into this larger question of faith and vocation, hmm. and. Um, it wasn't until I was so in the thick of this faith and vocation thing that I, you know, that I had kind of developed in my career and uh, really felt pulled that I couldn't achieve what I wanted to achieve as a person of faith strictly from. Uh, Kind of, this is a. I don't. It's always the the distinction between clergy and laity is always d- discomforting to a sort of Baptistic sure. person. But, but um, you know, from the sidelines, I needed to fully invest and engage in uh, the study of theology and in a call to ministry. And it was really through uh, uh, some side things that I I did. I always always uh, found myself as sort of the the coordinator of various intern programs and the various offices in which I served in Washington, and just just hearing the questions over lunch that the, the young people were asking, students were asking, um, I just I just you know felt a real burden 
um, that that faith had to be part of the conversation, and you and you can't do that so well uh, when you're a federal employee. That's um, true. So we needed to sort of you know, needed to sort of um, uh, bite the bullet and and dive in. And, and Carrie felt the same way. She had developed quite a platform for ministry as a human resources officer and her family's furniture business. And she mm. had similar experiences with, with young people. They had a, a moving company. There's lots of 20-something kind of community college students who were hourly employees for them. And and uh, she saw lives changed because, you know, HR directors are really counselors <laughs> in a way. Right. Um, and so... We just said, uh, we, you know, looked at each other as, as newlyweds, as you know, in our first year of marriage, and, and just said, you know, we've we've got to put a discernment committee together, um, because God is up to something, and He's He wants to use both of us. This is not a you or me kind of thing. This is something that that we need uh, for both of us to do, and um, so we. Um, um, we. Uh, kind of discerned with a group of people, put together a, a discernment committee made up of, this is crazy, made up of Anglican Anglican lay people and Baptist clergy and prayed together over a period of about six months. And uh, we applied to three different schools. Um, and uh, Duke uh, Divinity School was the was really the right place for us because there is that, that sense of the great tradition. There was a, a friendliness towards... Uh, a Baptist there, but also to, to Anglicans, to Presbyterians. And um, so uh, we found ourselves uh, at Duke and, and wrote in our, our, our call story uh, for admission there, our, our calling to do something creative and out of the box, and we didn't know what that was exactly, um, but we we felt compelled that that was the place that would prepare us to, to do that, and, and, and pre- prepared we felt as, as we... Uh, departed that place for the rest of our ministry. Yeah, well, and I I felt the same way. I I went through it almost thirty years ago um, when I went through Duke, and uh, uh, that training led me into all kinds of things. And you know, now I'm doing what I'm doing now. So we're going to take a break, and after we come back from the break, we're going to talk more with you and more specifically about what Fresh Expressions U.S. is doing. So uh, here's a word from Sally Queen from our conference staff. My name is Sally Queen, and I'm the Associate Director of Ministerial Services. By virtue of our baptism, we are all called into ministry. This call is being faithfully lived out in the communities of Western North Carolina as people of all ages participate in building God's kingdom. Others are responding to God's call to license or ordain ministry by committing to faithfully lead our churches in vitality. All who are called are using their talents and gifts to follow Jesus, make disciples, and transform the world. The United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina is a ministry of the church for the church whose mission is to build the church for generations to come. We fulfill this vision by investing in people as well as helping churches and related institutions Invest the financial resources that God has given to them. My name is David Snipes, and we look forward to the day when you give your United Methodist Foundation a call. And you can find out more about the United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina at the sponsor page on our show's website, umconnect.info. 
And so we're back now with Gannon Sims. And you gave us a little bit of background, how you got involved with uh, Fresh Expressions U.S., but um, maybe you can be a little bit more specific uh, uh, about that first setting. You said that uh, um, you came and it was sort of cobbled together and not quite all together when you got there. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience. Well, I, you know, we're in a day and age, and the life of just institutional life in general, um, and this is true for the church. It's true for hospitals, universities, businesses of of, of institutional change. I mean, you and I were talking about, uh, you know, just just the, the simple virtue of of new new forms of work. Uh, you and I mm. are both, you know, uh, we're we're able to work remotely. We we have a uh, you know, denominational teams who are on the road, who are traveling, who are connecting in by you know conference call and and on on uh, on the internet. So um, that whole uh, reality is just this: the world in which we live. And so, um, you know, we were fortunate to have uh, the vision of uh, John Upton and and the. Baptist General Association of Virginia to say, you know, we we recognize the world is changing. Um, in Virginia, we you know they recognized in the, in 2009 that there were there was really only 18 percent church attendance in Virginia, mm. and we uh, were fast going the way of of Europe, and so um, they looked at uh, various ways of. Uh, Figuring out how we could live into this, 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 what is what is really a pre-Christian reality. We talk about post-Christendom, but really that post-Christendom is pre-Christendom, and so mm. this is the only time uh, since the Celtic Age where we're faced with the evangelization of a previously evangelized people, and you know the arrangement sort of you know took on the form of we we know we need to do something. We're not quite. Uh, you know, sure what that is and, and how that's all going to take shape. So it was uh, an invitation uh, to me and to a couple of others to sort of join a, a new team and to sort of build it from the ground up with the uh, advice and consent of a Bishop Graham Cray uh, in, in the U.K., on the U.K. Fresh Expressions team. So um, one of our staffers early on was was trained in the – uh, there's a, a curriculum developed by the UK Fresh Expressions team called Mission Shape Ministry, and uh, he was trained uh, in, in that material. We had UK uh, consultants come over and lead us in some early uh, vision uh, process we call a vision day, uh, which we're hosting down with the Florida conference in a few weeks. And uh, our, 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 our kind of a leader of the team is a guy uh, called Chris Backert, who did all of his work at his, his uh, D-Men at Fuller uh, with Eddie Gibbs and the Future of Denominations. And so uh, he did a lot of research on the Future of Denominations. And so uh, in, the U, in the U.S. context, we've discerned that uh, there is a lot of future <laughs> um, mm. Uh, in denominational life, because there's a lot of resource still, and there are a lot of uh, uh, people who uh, still identify denominationally, and that's not going away tomorrow. Um, and in the UK, uh, this the situation is very different. We have a, there's a national church, there are uh, there's a parish system, and so the UK context was 
uh, how do we plant churches and how do we create new forms of church in, in a, quote, national system where there is typically only one Church of England parish uh, per jurisdiction. Um, so in the UK context, anything that we would, we would classify as a church plant uh, or any kind of new form of church uh, was quickly uh, de- determined to be a fresh expression of church. And here in the U.S., we, we you know, are making a little bit more of a distinction because of our denominational landscape of you know, church planting still in many places has a unique uh, uh, ability and opportunity to reach people. Um, and a, a, but a fresh expression of church uh, can do some some very different things. And, and when we say fresh expression of church, I think the the optimal uh, vision for that is to uh, see a, a an existing church and an existing denomination develop uh, a, a what the UK the current UK team leader uh, calls a fresh energy. Um, if all we do for the first you know, year or two that a church is engaged in this conversation is develop some fresh energy around mission, uh, we're, doing, we're doing our job. Uh, sometimes that fresh energy births fresh initiatives. You know, courageous lay people in a church you know, uh, trying new things, seeing what might stick. And uh, then some of those fresh initiatives do uh, become what we call fresh expressions of church. Okay. Uh, and those fresh expressions of church are for uh, people uh, who were not reached by any church. Um, All right. What are some uh, notable um, fresh expressions that you have been working with, some that you can point out and say, here's here's something uh, that we see? Well, I mean, one of the one of the best stories is, is straight out of the Western North Carolina Conference. Um, it's a, a story that's been reported on there of uh, of uh, First United Methodist Church in Boone uh, and of uh, one of their young associates, Luke Edwards, who's uh, finishing up at Asbury Seminary. And uh, Luke felt called like I did to to creative things, uh, but looked across the U.S. landscape at a lot of the church planting. Uh, organizations and agencies had uh, a very little regard for the great tradition and for historic denominations. And uh, Luke came across fresh expressions and said, aha, I found, I found my match. And um, Luke was given the permission to you know, effectively serve as a missioner or a missionary uh, minister from Boone United Methodist, First United Methodist Boone, into uh, the community and has created something called King Street Church, which is sort of a network church, um, reaching into people who uh, just wouldn't wouldn't darken the door uh, on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Uh, at the at the downtown church, but are are being reached in in other ways. So uh, that's one uh, situation where Luke did his research. He was already uh, starting on this journey, and then he jumped into one of our learning communities that's actually finishing up this weekend. And uh, he's just really felt a strong sense of camaraderie and training and and. Uh, will continue in a, in, a, in a good relationship with Luke as he's begun uh, doing some writing for us, and and uh, we'll, we'll kind of continue in some, some coaching and training relationships with him. Yeah. And we're looking forward to the future with him. I have a son that lives up in Boone, goes to you know Appalachian State, and so um, 
you know, we have this feeling that he's going to be there a long time in Boone, uh, just because that's the kind of community it is. And, uh, you know, Luke is uh, one of these people that seeks out, you know, interesting people. And, I, and he's had breakfast with my son. And, you know, even though my son is not one that uh, uh, he would normally go, my son would darken the doors of the church and works with the youth group and things like that. But it's a fascinating uh uh, alignment that's going on there. And so uh, I look forward to the future of hearing about that. So uh, what are some suggestions that you might have for um, churches, uh, a standard United Methodist Church here in Western North Carolina? How would they get involved uh, doing fresh expression kinds of work? Well, it, it, one of the one of the first things that we uh, su- suggest, uh, obviously, uh, Churches and leaders can can jump online, and there is a, a wealth of resource both on the uh, FreshExpressionsUS.org uh, website and on the Fresh Expressions UK website of of stories of uh, frequently asked questions of definitions. What do you mean when you say fresh expression of church? What do you mean when you say contextual ministry? What do you mean when you say new forms of of church? And so that's a, an easy way to kind of uh, learn a little bit, and and then what we what we like to do when there's interest from um, a, a local denominational adjudicatory, and and we really like to to make sure these things are cross pollinated. When there's interest in in holding a one day event, we we um, put together one day events in various places, um, usually sponsored by a number of different groups, and uh, we host a, a vision day and. It's a six six hour sort of day where we give the you know the the what why and how of fresh expressions of church, and then you know out of out of that usually there are uh, continued conversations uh, either via conference call or, or with something we we hold we hold a roundtable for area pastors or other kinds of leaders, uh, DSs that kind of thing. And uh, to answer any any further questions, and then what we what we like to do is to, to try to figure out who in the, the local churches is really called to this kind of work and how do we support them and how do we create a learning community uh, with those people. Uh, always uh, doing our best to work ecumenically um, because when you I always say, when you can get the whole trinity <laughs> around the table, people coming right. from traditions that have a, a strong tradition of, of you know, Christocentricity and, 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 and uh, you know, Preaching the gospel, and then those who have a strong sense of the the, the mystery of God and and the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Those are um, really important to have those traditions around the table, as we because it, it takes the, all of those heads in the room to to know what it means to make disciples in a a pre-Christian context. Okay. Now, um, you did mention that you're going to be doing one of these down in the Florida conference. Is this the first one that uh, you've done down there, or uh, no? We have, okay. Florida is on the on the cutting edge um, in, in United Methodist life, and there are, there are actually a number of other conferences uh, in conversation uh, in this conversation as well. In the Kentucky conference, the West Virginia annual conference, and I mean by virtue of this call, the Western North Carolina conference. Um, so uh, in Florida, we they they had a working group going, um, and uh, Ken Carter, Bishop Carter, 
got a working group together and they began reading some some books and looking at resources from the UK and had sort of looked looked down their roster of pastors and, and other leaders in the state and, and just already were able to determine, hey, we've got some people already doing this. Let's encourage that work. Let's get them together. And so uh, they got these folks together for a, a weekend retreat and invited uh, a Chris Backert and myself from the U.S. Fresh Expressions team down to kind of lead that pioneer. Uh, they called it, a, you know, a, I don't know what we call it, a, that, that early retreat uh, with mm-hmm. about 50 leaders in Florida. Um, and then, uh, you know, Ken began developing a, a a long-term vision for Fresh Expressions in the Florida Conference. So uh, they've been able to give some uh, micro-grants, $1,000 grants to some of these people uh, to either begin or continue in some of the work that they're doing there. Um, We went back right before their the annual conference this summer in Florida, and we we held a vision day in Ormond Beach. And out of that... uh, uh, Bishop Carter and the Fresh Expressions team in the Florida Conference said, you know, what if we did something absolutely crazy? What if we hosted one of these vision days, uh, but what if we did four locations on the same day to oh, wow. try to get as many people in the conference to one of these uh, as possible? And so we'll be in Gainesville, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, and Cape Coral all on Saturday, the 21st of November. And we have Asbury Seminary helping us uh, in, the, in the sponsorship of those, along with the Florida Conference, and, the, and, you know, and by virtue of our, our association with the Virginia Baptists. We're, you know, we're all putting in our resource, and, uh, uh, which will, I think, bear, bear a lot of fruit. And, it, and certainly getting churches um, acclimated with the language and thinking about that that first phase, that that fresh energy phase of what our what our church uh, might be able to do, and who the people are that have the skill set to uh, do this uh, creative work. That's cool. Yeah. So we ran out of live time, but we're going to keep on recording here. Uh, I just wanted to give you an opportunity. You know, we're toward the end of the show. Is there anything else that? is on your heart and mind that you'd want to say to folks here in Western North Carolina listening? Well, I, I think um, there's, a, there's a sense in which in our society today we can, we can kind of have a uh, put our head in the sand sort of mentality, don't bother me, I can't cope with reality. Um, a lot mm. of people have seen so much change so quickly in their lifetime that church is the only thing that hasn't, and it's the only thing they feel like they can they can hold on to. Um, but even that seems to be you know shifting, um, and that's when i that's when i you know just make a, an appeal to the whole community of god and say you know what the the power of the spirit is at work there's a wave of the spirit happening look up and uh, see if you can catch it um hmm. and look up and be uh restored in the the hope of the resurrection and you know see if you can imagine uh, of a future 
you know, encompassed by the power of the resurrection. Um, what would that look like? What would it look like to stop asking questions of, of uh, sustainability and church maintenance? And what would it uh, be like to link arms with other brothers and sisters to uh, join the missionary God in a missionary future? Um, and that's that may be a bit uh, esoteric, but I think it's this this new language and this language of hope that we've we've got to get out again. Um, we've got to get people thinking about their their grandkids, um, the the folks that work at the whatever it is, the local grocery store, the the uh, auto repair shop, the the bank that maybe have a little bit of religious memory but haven't been uh, engaged in faith community in years, mm. um, who have a lot of questions, who have a lot of despair, and uh, need the people of God to be uh, a part of their life. I hear you. Yeah, Jesus didn't rise from the dead for us to be in the dumps. And uh, no. I want to thank you for uh, being on the show today and bringing that word. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to uh, uh, blog talk radio into this show and we look forward to hearing more about uh, fresh expressions in the future uh, as it takes off in, in different places here in western North Carolina so thanks again for your time today Gannon I appreciate it, God bless alright and know that this show will be available on blog talk radio on our UM Connect page and on iTunes and you can always keep up with us at umconnect.info we'll be back next week Connecting United Methodists and others with their stories. Thanks to our sponsors, the Western North Carolina Conference and the United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina. You can find out more about them on the sponsors section of the website, umconnect.info. I'm Michael Rich, and you've been listening to Connect.